I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday and it is October. Hard to believe it. October 2nd and I hope you're having a great day on this Monday. We are glad to be with you on the radio, 95.9 FM. That's our uh, local station here in uh, Roanoke Rapids and the surrounding area. And then those that are outside of this area, you may be listening on the radio app, and we welcome you for the online radio. And then those on the podcast today, thank you for tuning in. And then those watching on Facebook uh, and or YouTube, I guess you're not watching Facebook and YouTube, right? That'd be, uh, it'd be counterproductive. But watching on Facebook or on YouTube, we're glad to have you. And uh, we are thankful that you take the time to be with us uh, on this Monday. We had a great day yesterday in church. Uh, we had uh, all of our, our services and we did not have any uh, you know, guest preachers or guest singers or missionaries, but it was just a great, great day to be with our church family. And I hope it was a help to you. I hope it was a blessing to you. I enjoyed all the music. Uh, I enjoyed uh, getting to be in Sunday school yesterday. I enjoyed the fellowship before and after services. And I'm so thankful for our church. I want to thank our members and uh, thank our workers. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, thank you for all of our, our teachers and those that work on bus routes and those in the junior churches and nurseries. And, and the list goes on and on. There are uh, hundreds of folks that work uh, to make uh, our services possible and to make the ministries possible. Uh, I think about even this week, our school. I'm thankful for our school teachers and uh, what a blessing that is, a Monday through Friday, to be able to have uh, the opportunity to, to invest in and to teach and to train young people. And uh, not just to teach them uh, math and history and science, although we do all of that, but also to be able to teach them the Bible and to teach them uh, Christian principles to live by. And I'm so thankful for all of those opportunities that God has given us. I want to say a happy birthday today to Robin Bohannon. Hope you have a great day and we thank the Lord for you. Uh, let's be in prayer this week. Let's pray for our church. Of course, we've got our service Wednesday night. We did not have a service last Wednesday because of missions revival. We had Monday, Tuesday, uh, but this Wednesday we'll be back in our study on the book of Revelation. Uh, of course, the teens on target, they'll be meeting. Our master clubs will be meeting. And we're looking forward to a great service on a Wednesday. Then on Saturday, Saturday evening from 5 to 7 at our school property, we'll have our harvest party. And that's an annual event we do uh, for our church and also for now for our school. But it'll be a great time. Good food and fellowship. There'll be activities. There'll be inflatables. Uh, for the kids to be able to, to play on. It's going to be a great time, and I hope you make plans for Saturday. And then Sunday, don't miss Sunday, and let's pray for Sunday night as we uh, participate in and partake of the Lord's Supper. That's one of the ordinances of the local church. It is so important uh, that we, we be here, that we partake, and that we uh, remember. That's what Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me. And so that's coming up on Sunday. 
And then just a couple weeks away, I guess it's uh, three weeks uh, from today is the start of our uh, Teen Spectacular with Brother Kenny Baldwin. And we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a wonderful time. And uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to do there. Uh, let's go to a song. I mentioned Pray for Our Church and School, Missionaries, of course. Let's go to a song. Here's a great song. I didn't tell Brother Nathan about the lesson today, but this song is going to go right along with the lesson. It talks about how we'll never get over the blood that we're under. And aren't you glad that we are under the blood, the precious blood of Jesus? And I'm thankful for that. Hope you enjoy this song. And after the song, we'll get into our Bible study in Hebrews 11. Man, aren't you glad for that? I, I like that, the way that they worded that song. I'll never get over it. I'll never get over the blood that I'm under. Well, here we are, Hebrews 11 and verse number 28. We're talking about Moses. 
And uh, we have seen about Moses' parents, verse 23, verse 24, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25, he chose to suffer affliction. Verse 26, he esteemed or he valued the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Verse 27, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. And here we are in verse 28, it says through faith. Again, it's all through faith. We uh, walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, the Christian life is a life that must be lived by faith. Verse 28, through faith, he kept the Passover. Now, you say, what's the Passover? Well, that is a feast uh, that the Jews uh, partook of, and that was a feast that they partook of uh, to remember what God did in Egypt with the Passover. You say, why was it called a Passover? Because the death angel passed over the, the land of Egypt and passed over. And when the death angel came to certain homes, the firstborn in those homes was not killed, but the firstborn in other homes was killed. What was the difference? Well, the Bible says through faith, Moses, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. You see, Moses has been in Egypt. He was in Egypt. He left Egypt, and for 40 years, he was really on the backside of the desert, Midian. And he comes back. God calls him back to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Well, you remember, Pharaoh said, no, no way. You're not going. He was letting, that would have been letting all of his workforce go. And the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, and uh, they were uh, under taskmasters, and they were treated very badly. Uh, they were treated as, as servants, as slaves, as, as a, uh, a possession, as, as if the, the Egyptians owned them. So when Moses said to Pharaoh, God has said, let my people go, Pharaoh said, no way. Well, you know about all the plagues, right? All the, there was a total of 10 plagues. But all those plagues and God magnified Moses and Moses was a man of great power and the people feared Moses and Pharaoh uh, and the people of Egypt feared Moses even though Pharaoh hardened his heart over and over and over again. And so the final plague was God said the angel is going to pass over uh, all the homes and the firstborn in every home will be killed. Here's the exception. God told his people, he said, I want you to take the blood of an animal and I want you to sprinkle that blood over the doorposts on the top and on the sides. And when the angel would pass over, he said they, that when the angel of the Lord saw the blood upon the doorpost, he would pass over. He would not uh, administer the judgment. He would not administer uh, the, uh, the punishment on that home because of the blood that was applied to the doorposts. Now, here's what's interesting is there were no exceptions. Moses, although he was the leader, although Moses was a man that God used greatly, Moses had to take the blood and he had to apply that blood to his doorpost in order to experience the Passover, for the angel to pass over his home, in order for the angel to pass over and not have his firstborn kill. 
And you see, Moses was not an exception to this. And today, we are not exceptions to this. The Bible tells us that there is no other way to get to heaven except by the blood of Jesus Christ. John 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And so we see that we all must come through the blood. If you're going to be saved, if you're going to go to heaven, it's not going to be because of what you do. It's not going to be because of what I do. It's going to be because of what Jesus did on the cross when he shed his blood. We all must come through the blood. This takes faith. You say, well, how does it require faith? Because there is nothing you can do. Uh, there is nothing you can, you can, uh, you can't do 1% and let Jesus do 99%. You can't do 10% and Jesus does 90%. You must let Jesus do 100%. And here's what was interesting is God told the children of Israel, you put that blood on over the doorpost of your house. And as long as you're in that house, you'll be safe. But God said, don't leave your house until the morning. Because while that death angel was passing over, if you were not under the blood, if you were not in that house where the blood had been applied, then you could have been killed. You could have experienced the wrath of God. And so they had to stay. They had to wait. They couldn't leave the house. They couldn't go check things out. They couldn't go make sure every... No, no, no. They just had to wait. And they just had to trust that God was going to do exactly what he said he would do. By the way, there's nothing we can do today. The Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. And so the Passover that was instituted as a, a time of, of remembrance for the Jews, and every year they would celebrate that Passover, remembering the Passover from Egypt. And friend, today, you and I are saved because of the blood of Jesus Christ that has been applied to our lives. And when God sees the blood of his son, he knows that that price has already been paid. And if we don't have the blood applied, that means that we must face the wrath of God. We must face judgment. We must pay for our sins on our own. But I'm so glad to tell you today that you don't have to pay for your own sins. And I don't have to pay for my own sins because Jesus already paid for it. We sing the song, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but I'm glad that he washed it white as snow. And today, friend, if you're listening and you've never been saved, you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I want to tell you today there's only one way to be saved. And if you are saved today, I want to encourage you uh, to not ever get over not ever get used to, not ever uh, uh, think that you, you don't need God anymore. I'm saved. I don't, oh, no, no. We need him every day. And I'm glad that there's power in the blood to save, but there's power in the blood uh, to give us victory every day of our lives. And let's rejoice in the fact that we're saved, and let's rejoice in the fact that the blood of Jesus cleansed us from all of our sin. Hope you have a good day. Thanks so much for tuning in. God bless you today. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. 
If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.